You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. It is time to face off with Counterpoint. Our regulars, John Mraz, who, of course, former Liberal Warm Director and Bill Hutchison, former journalist, professor now of journalism at Seneca, former competition. Guys, good to have you. Nice to be here. Let's talk about the election, shall we? Because we did polling with Ipsos, and it's sh- I'm really surprised by these numbers, and I just talked to uh, uh, Sean Simpson over at uh, Ipsos. They were quite surprised by it, but a majority, 71%, and this goes right across party lines, actually want cuts and actually welcome austerity. And this even comes from the NDP camp. And yet all we're hearing is about care versus cuts and cuts and cuts, and clearly they're not reading the electorate. Perhaps the leaders are out of touch with the the population, uh, except for one leader, perhaps. Uh, honestly, I'm, it warms my heart that Canadians are finally waking up dancing. to the fact like, that oh. they're finally waking up to the fact that we're headed towards four hundred billion dollars in debt, and yeah. that's unsustainable. That is, right now we're spending a billion dollars a month just on interest, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's going up to sixteen billion dollars a year. It's just something that cannot. I've even had this conversation with with my stepson, who's nineteen years old, and he realizes he says this is nuts. You can't keep spending like this. Right, which then puzzles me a bit because John, fifty nine percent of those polled from the NDP side also say we need to cut and rein in spending, which surprised me. Um, and yet the leader is still doing very, very well. Well, we've, you know, 52 cents on the dollar, if you live in downtown Toronto, is going to three levels of taxes. And I think when people hear the word cuts, they think tax cuts, and they think, okay, the government is going to be more responsible, more efficient, more effective. It didn't and, work for Tim Hudak. Uh, and, and, and there, of course, have been governments. Paul Martin, under Jean Chrétien, made mm-hmm. any number of cuts, which then put the province of Ontario in a difficult position. Mike Harris made any, any number of cuts, which then put the city of Toronto in a, a difficult position. And then all of a sudden, well, all of a sudden rather quickly, people yeah. say, how come I'm spending twice as long at the hospital? How come I'm spending twice as long? But we've been overspending for the last 15 years, and you've still got waiting lists at hospitals. You've got people in the hallways. So overspending doesn't solve the problem, and I think people are recognizing that. It's where you cut. And of course, once you start talking about cuts, the liberals jump up and say, oh, they're going to get rid of teachers, they're going to get rid of nurses. No, you've already been doing that. There are some responsible cuts that you can make. There's a lot of waste in government, and I think it's reasonable to go through it and find But right, But strategically, and you would certainly know this, and you and the media would certainly know this, you can manipulate the wording of something to do a lot of damage. With Tim Hudak, he was right to say that they would trim 100,000 jobs, whether it was through attrition. The The messaging was terrible, but it was so easy to vilify him. Absolutely, and the public sector had already grown by grown by 300,000 jobs in the previous five years. So all he was saying was, let's dial that back by 100,000. But he didn't explain it, as you said, very well. Right. Well, promising to fire 100,000 people. He didn't say he was going to fire. He didn't say he was going to fire. That's how liberal spin. He did not say (laughs) he was going to fire. We were doing doing a show together at the time, and that is precisely the way it was being framed. Right. He was going to. That's not what he said. 100,000 people were going to be fired out of a pool of 600,000, which including their family members meant a million voters. Cuts. Is a very interesting word. I have no idea what it means. What are you going to cut? Absolutely, uh, you, you probably won't want to cut anything in healthcare or in our schools because we already have problems there. But 100%, all three party leaders would agree. There's lots of programs out there, lots of room to cut, lots of. There's no sunset clauses in in any of these programs. These programs just once they're once they're started, they just continue on and on and on. Whether they actually 
deliver anything or not. Well, look, take the healthcare sector. You could actually, when you say cuts, I would get rid of the 92 execs that were hired in by the liberals to run these regional healthcare pods the or whatever yeah. they call them. It's called LINs. But these are just actually agencies that are all over the province. These guys are making a crap load of money. Get rid of them and put it into the front lines, which is what we need. I would hope that those bonuses get cut as well. The chutzpah on those yeah. guys at Hydro to give oh. themselves bonuses. <laughs> chutzpah, within a re- uh, the elephantitis down there. You know, Cuts. Uh, what is amazing to me is you got Doug Ford saying cuts. That doesn't surprise he me didn't at say all. Cuts. Just, no, no. He says efficiency. Efficiency cuts. <laughs> There's a difference. Andrea Horvath, I, I checked on this, has used the word "we're going to cut some spending on some programs." Yes, autism, That's which I'm on shocked. On the about. way over on the left, only person not using the word cuts or efficiencies, Kathleen Wynne. Well, and where's she in the polls? <laughs> Well, you bring up an interesting point because she did, I mean, they will be making cuts to social programs like autism and some other important social programs. And the media is just like, why isn't she getting roasted over that? And by the way, why isn't the liberal war rooms? That's who they should be attacking. Forget Doug Ford. They need to start chipping away as the pollster I just talked to. They need to chip away at Andrea to get those numbers back. Very difficult for the liberals who would like to think that if Doug Ford is held to a minority, and by the way, with Andrea Horvath's current momentum, that is not necessarily impossible. It's very difficult for the liberals to think as a party, not just their leader, that they couldn't coalesce on a confidence vote, get some time to switch up leaders, come back and push Doug Ford back out as a rebrand. Oh, I'm, I'm quite so sure that's are, the plan. So they are hesitant, having had some experience no. in coalition dialogues at the federal level. Um, and by the way, they didn't go that well in the end. Uh, it, 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 you've got to be careful how far you want to go in terms of alienating the base of the NDP. The Liberals are going to be in ridings where they still might win, be looking for the NDP voters to come their way, and, and, and vice versa. The NDP have got to look to Liberal voters to hold off for it in any number of ridings. You can't go that hard. But the, as we're seeing with the polling numbers and what Ipsos is saying is it's not going to be the center of the universe, Toronto, actually deciding. It's going to be the pushback from outside in the 905 belts. Scarborough, and in the, 905. And the 905. That's outrageous. And they we are, are the furious. center of the universe. Well, we're not. And you know what? You can tell because people outside of Toronto feel like they have been absolutely ignored. And, and rightfully so. And in the 905, in that recent poll, it showed the Conservatives still at 49%. So it depends yeah. on how the vote breaks down. And that that will determine whether or not we have a minority or majority government. It is remarkable to me because I, I did a lot of work when I was when I was rising uh, sort of through the ranks in politics. I ran a lot of campaigns out in the 905 where you have real ethno-cultural divisions and historically the liberals uh, really owned the turf. It's remarkable that the conservatives have made the inroads they have and that a lot of and then ethnic and cultural politics are, are not being played. Right, they're not being, but but ethno cultural politics are not being played out there, and I think that's terrific. That's healthy. Right, and yet everybody's now, just an Ontarian. Well, not nah, not to the Liberals because they are playing identity politics. Deb, listen to Deb. Do you have that Deb Matthews clip, uh, Mike, about them wanting to push out to a PC candidate Andrew Lawton? Here's what I don't know if you have the more dramatic one where she says, "I'm here to tell you." Do we have that one? Okay, Let, let's let's. Get our best. Uh, clearly, she's going to the Trudeau uh, Acting School. But here's Deb Matthews. Today, I am sad to say, <laughs> we are exposing oh in his own voice oh new racist <gasps> and sexist comments oh that Andrew Lawton has made during his stint as a contributor to Rebel Media. Wow. I think you will find that the comments of this in this video are shocking, triggered, but sadly not surprising. I need it's important to note that these okay. comments we've, were we've heard made enough. So look.
I know Andrew Lawton, I'm going to get into this 846 of what was actually said and what the context is and spin it. But this is identity politics. And I think it's dangerous because the one thing you can't say about Ford Nation or Doug Ford, he's got a huge ethnic reach. Huge. No question. And the more that the liberal media, and there aren't very many members of the liberal media left, I mean... You know, mostly it's all you, mostly you, it's all conservative what media. What planet now. are you living on, John, my friend? John, you need to John, start reading some newspapers. <laughs> Pot's not legal for two more months. Stop smoking. National Post, <laughs> conservative media, Globe and Mail, conservative oh, media. No. Oh, you are no. drinking. Global, six forty a.m. No. CFRB. Yeah, don't, yeah, conservative, conservative media. No, no, no. no. There's, there's anyway. The liberal media have been crying uh-huh. foul on 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 all. Uh, Doug Ford's a racist. They've called him a sexist. It's a you're absolutely right. You look at the people supporting mm-hmm. him at those rallies. They may even say to themselves, maybe he is, but he's looking out for my pocketbook. Money I in. want change. I can't afford the taxes I've had right now, and I don't care. And, and I had a couple young journalists come and visit me from Saskatoon the other day, and, and we're sitting in Toronto, and they said, how's this multicultural thing, multiculturalism thing going? I said, I have not heard anybody discuss that in this town for 20 years, because none of us care. No one we're can. all just Torontonians. <laughs> That's the way it's rolling. So honestly, if Deb Matthews told me the sun was shining, I'd have to go out and check. Yeah, I wouldn't believe her. I, if I were the groundhog, so I anything even she has to say, affair, I, I mean, don't, I don't buy. But but again, she's now being sent out as the attack dog because she's jumped ship, and and it's easy for her to say. But she sh- she should be ashamed of herself. And I'm going to put this in context again in the next few minutes, and Lawton can protect himself. But to me, it's it's very dangerous when we start playing this game of identity politics, when you take one line from someone and twist it, and, and it's going to backfire. I don't think people are going to buy Let, it. Let's put this in. Rebel Media has Hold had a, a, a somewhat of a record. Yeah, he, they, but they, they, he did freelance there like a few ha- times. He also worked for this company, by the way, which is an extraordinarily reputable company, and they would not put up with any of that crap for a second. So you have to put this in context. Because they would not put up with that. So it's easy to say, well, rebel media or alt-right. I don't like these polarizing, divisive tags that we put on people because half the it's time, 90% of, of the time. It's well, very quickly. So like did, you, did you also think there were smart people on both sides of the tiki tortures down in the United States? Because there are people out there who are racist. Sure, but again. there are people who are out there. Of course who there are, are. You know, who are promoting these so divisions. So let's, let's actually condemn the real racists okay. and not keep manufacturing exactly. the t- using the I'm, title I'm, uh, I'm, I'm incorrectly. With you. I'm it's with like you. one person at a Ford yeah. rally says, lock her up. Oh, they're all racist. It's like, no, one idiot in the crowd said it. It could have been a plant. It could have been some plant from another party. We'll leave it there because we got a good one next. Quick break here at 820 and uh, next, we'll talk about um, Trudeau, who dressed up as a graduate today. He was in his glory talking to the students. He should probably remember his job as prime minister, but for now, he'll play graduate. Next, here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. I've lost my glasses and can't think of a thing. Time for a counterpoint. We got John Raz tonight, Bill Hutchison. We always have these debates off the air, but I don't think the CRTC would like them, so we have to. So reason is off the air, yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, you'd be off the air. Yeah, that's well, right. well, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, you've got a pretty good mouth. Uh, well, I should contact context that, right? You don't swear. You're good. You're good like that. Um, let's talk about Mr. Justin Trudeau, shall we? Because uh, he got to play dress up as a graduate, giving a commencement speech where in uh, in New York, because that's a Apparently where he's the prime minister now. But, um, you know, he does see his job as ceremonial, and I guess he just was not kidding. And his audience loved it. But take a listen to his words of wisdom, the pearls of wisdom. Whether it's race, 
gender, language, sexual orientation, or religious or ethnic origin, or our beliefs and values themselves. Diversity doesn't have to be a weakness. It can be our greatest strength. I, okay. I, I, if that didn't make you cringe, it will be this one. Number three. As you go forward from this place, I would like you to make a point of reaching out to people whose beliefs and values differ from your own. I would like you to listen to them, truly listen, mm -hmm. and try to understand them and find that common ground. Kind of like the social conservatives in that summer jobs program. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. Did <laughs> Honestly, honestly, the man epitomizes identity politics. Uh, they brought in the budget that was based on on gender. Uh, I mean, you go back to what he what he said. Quebecers are superior to everyone. He's all about divisiveness. Uh, he he didn't want anyone who didn't agree to, with his position on abortion to run for the Liberal Party, let alone get government funding from the mm. from the Liberal government. Uh, he's the one who said that. Uh, when he was talking about terrorists shouldn't lose their their citizenship, yeah. he said, "I believe it." As the Liberal Party believes it, because I believe it. Mm -hmm. So there's embracing different viewpoints. Why is he down on American giving commencement speeches? And Isn't that wearing, Oprah's job? He's wearing a robe. And nobody loves that. A gown from a university gave him an honorary doctorate. <laughs> I know, in law. Because his one from the snowboarding academy, oh, well, where he actually say, graduated, his, his, <laughs> was at the cleaners. His, well, his, I was wondering, you know, when he was wearing his one-piece snowboarding suit and, te and, and teaching eight-year-olds how to pop a dookie, uh, <laughs> whether, uh, whether, 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 he he had this sort of Before gravitas, that part. and uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, look, um, what's what's really wrong with what he's saying? He's saying, can't well, we hold all on get a second, along because and have he's a hypocritical? That's what's wrong with it <laughs> for a, a man who who espouses. But the exact he does opposite. get along with everybody. Oh please, he, come on! He's look. an inclusive fellow. He is not. He would have had anybody in his snowboard class, even you, Bill. And I, I mean, he used to let everybody so long into as, the Roxy so long as you when had he worked the door that Randall. you agreed with all of his viewpoints. He wants every he wants you to embrace everyone else and then change them to his viewpoint. Look, I think that his language is 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 dangerous in that it would be insincere to suggest to somebody that you should go and have you know a positive conversation with a jihadist. Uh, and I think his conversation is a little bit insincere in that. You're right. He a does little. tend. To, I yeah. mean, all those the, all those mentions of the word gender and and you know uh, all the all this new uh, uh, language that we have around uh, uh, sexual politics, cisgendered, etc. That was all part of his platform. He's the one who are, said yeah, Canadians are racist. That's divisive. And, and the bottom line is that Canada, uh, like any country that's composed of immigrants, will have conflict. Uh, between cultures that but, come from but, different places and believe on. in different things. I get it. I get it. It's all great. But excuse me, his job is prime minister. And he, why, why is he, all he does is apologize and do speeches on graduate. Like, why is he down there giving a grad speech to Americans when a pipeline deal is falling through? I mean, I just do your bloody job. Your job's not ceremonial. You're not the governor general. I hate to break it to you. I know you're dressed up as that, but that's his job, John. Well, maybe, he, maybe he never had a robe before. <laughs> I bet you he does. In the tickle trunk, maybe he does. I bet you he does. Look, well, how can you fault somebody for going down and saying, can't we all just get along? Right? It's, and, it's, do, as, do as I say, not as I do. Especially in an environment fraught with, especially in the United States right now, racial divides and economic and class war. Not like taking right. digs at right. Donald as, Trump as, while as you're Alex just saying, though, there were more pressing issues back at home that he should have been dealing with. 
Yes, let's rather let, than going on another trip. Let's, and let's, he's off to Boston afterwards. I was just speaking to the context sure of the speech, not his propriety in being there, Bill. Well, let's quickly talk about that because while uh, Trudeau was out um, giving his best performance yet, Bill Marneau got stuck uh, looking like a sourpuss over the whole Trans Mountain. And here's what he said. He won't have that. Never mind. We don't have that clip. But he was uh, basically saying, you know what, if we don't have a pipeline deal, then we'll get someone else to do it or the taxpayers will do it. Well, he said he would indemnify uh, any losses from the politics over the pipeline. He would indemnify the losses uh, with taxpayers' money. And that's wrong. This should have been been leadership on this right from the the get-go. This was a pipeline that was approved by the previous B.C. government, by the federal government. It has gone through all the checks, and and it should not be blocked politically by the the B.C. government, the current B.C. government. This reminds me of one of the best hits of his father. What was that called? Oh, yeah, that's right. The National Energy Program. We'll just start nationalizing our energy resources. And that went over so well in in Alberta. I was living out there. Canadians love propping up billion dollar, multi-billion dollar oil companies. That's how we're going to do business. No, I'm being very sarcastic. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not familiar with that that. form of humor, I realize. Right, exactly. (laughs) That's right. We liberals take ourselves very seriously. (laughs) Anyway, so... Deb Matthews. Look, first of all, I I have seen no evidence that Kinder is going to walk away. They are playing tough. They're asking for concessions. Like, And by the way, if I were the shareholders of the board of that corporation, I'd want to try and get as much money from anybody, including the government, as possible. Had this been handled properly, Kinder Morgan would not have its hand in the pockets of taxpayers. Right. It wouldn't have to have had that hand in the uh, pockets of taxpayers because if this had been handed property, this would have been going forward already and on its own, on its merits, and the taxpayers of, of the country would not have to bail it out. Not to mention on. the message no, there, set there, there, is, there is value in having a debate about the environmental implications about moving. It was done. That's that done. debate was had. It, it went through all the environmental checks. It was... It was uh, it met all of the requirements. It was approved. What uh, we have now is a government that has signaled to the world that when you do business with Canada, if you back Canada into a corner because we don't act on anything, we'll just give you money. I mean, what a great precedent to set. Yeah, come and on, how many corporations will I mean, be lined up now? It's crazy. Well, none, because they can't. They know that they'll have to They'll get their money, but they can't on, get a pipeline Didn't the United built. States just give a huge amount of money to a Chinese telecom job? I don't care what America does. I care what my taxpayers what did. The federal government, didn't the Liberal government just uh, hand over, what was $60 million just before they called a by-election yeah, in that in, riding? Yeah, well, they also gave out Obviously $220 million to Toyota. The spelling is B-Y, what not B-U-Y. Respectfully, what I was suggesting is that if you're going to compete on the international stage in a global environment, economic environment, sometimes you have to offer for incentives like we did here in Toronto. Yeah, well, they didn't need the incentives because that was approved already and that was going ahead all on its own until the Liberal government let the, the BC government, uh, uh, John Horgan, uh, uh, block it. Play politics. And they there's let, no way that they should... Let yeah, they didn't stand up. They did not use their power. Well, they're hiding they did not use the their authority. Yeah. Well, guys, I got to wrap it there. You lost, John. <laughs> I don't feel like that's true. I feel pretty good about myself, really. <laughs> well, of course you do. Of course you do. You can spin anything your way. Guys, thank you. It was fun tonight. Thank John you. Raz, Bill Hush is then joining us on point here on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.